Hey there, welcome to the podcast. It's your host, Andrea Gribble. Excited to share a special little podcast with you today on the seven steps to help you secure, you know, professional development funding for your school PR role. Um, it's going to be a really fun discussion and it's a, a discussion or some steps that have actually worked. Uh, somebody actually just shared, hey, I followed your your seven steps and I got the approval that I needed to actually attend uh, a class uh, that was going to help me in my role as a school communicator. So I'm um, very excited to share with you. Uh, and just a quick note, um, you know, this funding uh, episode of how to ask for money is, is going to help you in a lot of areas. But of course, if you're at the end of your rope when it comes to social media, um, please, let me help you. Um, I've helped train well over a thousand, probably over 3,000 schools in developing systems that work when it comes to social media. And our most popular program, the way that we've helped the most schools is through our membership program. It's an online support training center um, that gives ongoing professional development, support, ideas, places to ask questions. Um, and I'm going to invite you to to learn more, um, don't you don't have to do it by yourself, guys. Um, you can, you you have other people uh, that understand you, and the training we provide is specifically for K twelve school social media managers. So um, I invite you to take a look at that uh, program. It's uh, waiting for you in the show notes. You can click there. Uh, but let's get on to today's episode and dive into these seven steps. Welcome to the Mastering Social Media for Schools podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Gribble. I'm the founder of Social School for EDU, and I am here to train you and your staff to be social media storytellers so you can stand out from other schools, celebrate your students and staff, and reach thousands in your community every day. Now, this podcast is for school social media managers who care about their school and their community, and they want to keep them connected. You want to know what works and we're going to break it down. So every week on this podcast, you'll learn simple, actionable strategies from top-notch guests. Their advice, along with my experience working directly with hundreds of schools across the country, will help you stop being overwhelmed and start truly enjoying your job. The school communicator community, it's incredibly giving and inspiring. And this is the place to meet them. All right, before we get started, we always start with a K-12 PR tip, a tip that's just going to make social media a little bit easier. Now, it's back to school time. You may have already had your first day. Uh, maybe it's still coming up. But one of the most popular posts at the beginning of the school year is asking your community, your parents, your families, even your students to share their back to school photo. Or maybe you have another big event. It's homecoming, right? And you want to be able to have people share their fun dress-up pictures. Well, one of the best ways to get those photos from your community, one of the easiest, least amount of time on your part, is allowing your followers on Facebook to actually post a photo into the comments. 
but you probably don't have that uh, setting enabled. And so it's very easy if you want to ask people to post a comment down below, um, you're just going to go into your school's Facebook page and you're going to go into your settings. And right there on the general tab, it's going to have visitor posts. Um, it's probably disabled. And I would recommend you know, not keeping it open all the time, just in case somebody gets on there and wants to put something, you know, a, a little bit crazier out there. Um, I would enable it only when you need it. Um, but you're just going to select the dot that says allow visitors to the page to publish posts. And when they do that, um, you're going to click the box that says allow photos and video posts. And if you want to, and I would recommend it, you can actually review posts by other people before they're published to the page. Now, when you enable this, it's going to allow people to put photos or videos down as a comment to one of your main posts. It's also going to open up the ability to, to just make a post on your page, which is seen in a different news feed uh, on your page, but you just have to be aware of that. Somebody could start a whole new conversation, and that's why I don't recommend that you keep this on all the time. I would only put it on when you have something special going, like back to school or homecoming or some other activity where you want people to post their photo in the comments. So that's how easy it is. It's right in your Facebook settings. I think it's easiest to do it on your desktop, but I do believe you can do it on your mobile phone as well. Um, just go into the settings. Um, there's a there's a spot where it says visitor posts and you're going to uh, need to allow visitors to um, the page to publish posts. So I hope this tip helps. Now let's get into today's topic on securing funding for your role in school PR. All right, let's dive in. I'm so excited to cover the seven steps to landing professional development funding for your school PR role. You guys, I actually wrote an article and it is linked in the podcast notes today, uh, but I thought it'd be good to just kind of talk through this a little bit because gosh, why is it so hard for us to ask for money um, when we do the work that we do. The work you do in, in school communications, in school PR, is not easy work. Um, and you need support. You need ongoing training because, guys, things are always, always changing. Um, but why is it so hard for us to ask for money? Well, I know why. It, it always seems like our budgets don't have enough money. And we want the money to go to the kids, right? We feel kind of guilty focusing resources on ourselves because we're so used to giving to others. Um, and, and we have to think, gosh, with, with the internet and YouTube, like if, if I don't know something, I can just Google it, right? I can just watch a video and figure it out. Well, I'm here to tell you that the best, most impactful school communicators out there, they invest in their professional development. Um, they invest in it for themselves so that they can benefit their school. Um, so whether it's through state or national organizations or it's product specific trainings like, you know, InDesign or Adobe or, or even social media training programs and membership programs like I offer, um, they are here to help you, um, help make you better. So today I really wanted to talk through and give you a little pep talk um, and give you seven steps to get the professional uh, development funding you need. Um, and once you read these steps, 
you know, and, 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 and can, can implement these steps, let me know if they work. You know, email me, Andrea at socialschoolforedu.com. Okay, tell me. You can tweet me at Andrea Gribble. Um, but let's walk through these um, one by one and talk through them. So first of all, the first step in getting money approved is actually you got to identify the program that you want to invest in. Um, so it really seems obvious, but if you're asking to sign up for a program, you better know what's included, what is the cost, what's the time commitment. Um, you know, there are so many opportunities available. So if you aren't clear on what you want, it's going to get really hard to ask for approval. Uh, a lot of programs actually offer like a one-page flyer that'll detail all the information and that makes it a lot easier for you to understand and to explain it to someone else. Like for example, um, and I'll show it in the show notes, we have a one-page flyer for our membership program. So, um, you know, if you're looking at another program, look for that one-page type flyer so that it makes it easier to explain it. And you also want to look for some testimonials. A good program is going to provide feedback from current customers so that you have insight into what kind of results you can expect. Um, and so that is, that's really, really important. We, we try to share a lot of testimonials, um, with our membership program, uh, Lindsay Admire, she's the director of communications for Van ISD. She does a fantastic job, but she had shared a testimonial that says, social school for EDU has provided so many great resources to help me systematically build my social media strategy. As a one-person shop, being able to find ideas that are easy to implement and not overwhelming are key. So, um, you know, looking for those kind of testimonials, you'll know if it's going to be the right fit for you. So that's easy. Step number one, just identify the professional development program you want. Step two, you, you should look at your strategic plan. Okay. How does your professional development tie in to your strategic plan? I can almost guarantee that communication is somewhere in there. Um, so a communication specific professional development program um, organization, that shouldn't be too tough. If you don't have a strategic uh, plan in your district, that's okay. Um, do you have any overarching, you know, goals or initiatives or there's some common themes? That's what you can do and you can try to tie what you're planning to invest in to that. Now, I got some input uh, when I was researching this and my friend Shane Haggerty, he's actually the owner and uh, a consultant at Haggerty Special Projects in Ohio. Uh, and he made the perfect point. He said, if you're employed with a school district, your professional knowledge and skill set are part of the strategic plan. What you bring to the table in helping the district achieve the components of its strategic plan is critical. By investing in your professional growth, the district is also investing in achieving its goals. This is true of every employee at every level within the organization. So very important. And again, when you can tie it back to that strategic plan, isn't that going to be easier for, for your boss, your superintendent, or whoever needs to approve it to say yes? Um, the answer is yes. Uh, all right. Step three. Identify how students are going to benefit. So this is really important and it, it might be something that's keeping you from asking something for you. But you guys, the mission of every school focuses on students. So if you can tie your professional development to how it's going to impact students, 
you're going to have a higher success probability for getting the funding approved. Um, my friend Shane, again, he explains it well. He says, when students' stories are shared to a broader audience to be celebrated, when a levy or bond issue passes, providing essential funding to the classrooms, or when parents or guardians are made aware of the safety of their child in a crisis, or when a virtual partnership is formed, providing outside resources to an, an initiative supporting students, the benefits are clear. And these are just a handful of examples that can be tied to how communications works to help students directly. So if you can gain skills you need to be successful in communicating and communicating on behalf of your students, there's an obvious impact there. Um, you know, I think that the, the National School Public Relations Association, NSPRA, your state SPRA chapters, um, they often have webinars and other resources on, you know, that topic. And so, of course, we do as well. So, so you can really gain a lot um, of how to help your students. Um, so that was step three. So again, step one, identify the program. Step two, evaluate your strategic plan. Step three, identify how students are going to benefit. Okay, now we get into step four. Identify how your job performance will improve. So if you can learn better strategies, if you can gain access to improved tools it, that, that are ultimately going to make you more productive in your work, isn't that like going to make you a better employee, a better team member, a better asset for your school. So you just need to be prepared to make the case for how your your boss and others in your school are going to benefit from your increased job performance. Just the ability to share ideas is so essential for any profession. You know, in this profession, people have always been willing to share their work and their ideas for others to utilize. Um, my friend Shane, again, says, I think it's one of the most giving professions around. School communications is fast-paced and ever-changing. Um, so not having to recreate it from scratch is so, so helpful. I think being connected, learning best practices, just networking and getting to know other people in some of these programs is going to help your job performance. When you need help, you know, um, calling uh, 911 maybe might not help, but calling a, a friend in school PR is going to. Um, you know, when it comes to social media, you guys, it's always changing which that makes this at the, that aspect of your job particularly challenging. Facebook literally changes every day, right? Every week. Um, and so that can be really hard. So, you know, surrounding yourself with other people, like in our membership community, uh, where when things change on the fly, like we're providing feedback and resources and things to, to deal with that right as it happens, that's going to increase your job performance. You're not going to struggle, um, you know, trying to figure things out on your own. And so um, that's really important. So again, step four is just talking about um, and learning and kind of evaluating how your job performance is going to improve based on what you're choosing to invest in. Um, step five is tricky uh, for some people and, and it may not, um, you may not kind of understand it. So I really wanted to break this down. You need to evaluate a cost justification. So often an investment in training can lead to a cost savings for your school. For example, like if you save time each week doing something, then you can, you've got more time to do something else, right? Because guess what? They're always adding to your to-do list, right? They never take things away. So if you can be more efficient, then you're going to be able to tackle all of the things that you need to do. Um, 
I like to uh, talk to people, you know, and, and you could do this with any program, um, but I'm specifically going to talk about my membership program. So the cost for one year for our membership program is $795. Um, that's for you and that's for uh, up to two other people from your schools because you can have a total of three. Um, but that's $795. And some people think, oh my gosh, that's so expensive. But if the knowledge you gain helps you attract or even retain just one student, so your communication efforts are going to improve with this membership program, the social media, more people are going to be aware of the amazing things happening at your school. If, if your investment in that program helps you attract just one student, that cost back to the district could be as much as around $7,000 or more. Um, in the state of Wisconsin, one student, you know, the government gives schools money per student. It's around $7,000 on the low end. So that means there's nearly a 10x return on that investment. There's not many trainings um, and professions like ours in school communication where we have the ability to actually increase enrollment directly. Like, um, you know, obviously having good programs and, and having a good school and great teachers is going to help bring in students, but you, you can directly tie some of your things into, hey, we're gonna get the word out and, uh, and then we're gonna get more students. So that payback is really, really big. Um, administrators often don't recognize the role that social media and communication plays in retention and also future recruitment. Um, and so it's, it's worth pointing out. It's worth letting your administrator know and, and evaluating that cost justification is key. Okay, so let's just do a quick review again. Um, identify your professional development program was step one. Step two was look at your strategic plan. Step three, identify how students will benefit. Step four, identify how your job performance will improve. Step five, evaluate a cost justification. Step six, and I have a maybe behind this one, time your ask. So it's, it's time to think about asking for this funding. Um, your school has a budget cycle. Um, typically, it runs from July 1st to June 30th, but uh, your, your school could be different. So if your PD opportunity is thousands of dollars, you're likely going to need to have it in your budget. So you you got to get prepared. Budget planning can happen throughout the year. A lot of times it's happening, you know, late fall. Um, so you, you want to know about that budget cycle so you know when to put that in there. So timing your ask for those big t bigger ticket items, and I'm even thinking, and, and again, we're talking about professional development, but I'm thinking about, you know, when you want that website, you probably have to budget for that, right? You can't just pull that money out of a, a, a leftover slush, you know, fund somewhere that's just going to have uh, those thousands and thousands of dollars left over. Um, but when it comes to smaller costs that maybe aren't as high, hundreds of dollars up to maybe a thousand dollars, every budget has a little bit of leeway. So if you've done your homework in steps one through five, the timing of your ask may not be quite as critical. So um, just think about that. If you're asking for a few hundred dollars when the payback for a student is high, well, then it's totally worth it to your school or district. Okay. And then step number seven, we're already there, guys. We're already to step seven, ask. And you got to ask in person. 
don't hide behind your computer and type out an email. You've got, you've put a lot of work together for this request. So you need to request just 15 minutes with your boss and ask their time to talk through the opportunity. Okay, you know them better than I do. So you'll know if they want printed materials to go around, around with it, or if you have a requisition, you want to have that filled out ahead of time, you know your whole process better than I do. But before, um, you know, going into that meeting and planning that meeting, you got to have steps one through six done. And now, some of you aren't watching the video right now, so you're not going to be able to see this. But if before going to the meeting, I want you to strike a power pose. Strike that Superman arms over your head power pose for a few seconds, 10 seconds before you go in, thinking positive. You got to be confident in your ask, knowing that you did your research. You know that the funds you're asking for are going to impact students. So you are confident when you go in. Don't be afraid. The worst they can say is no, dude. So it's not like, you know, I had a boss once that just said, make, make him tell you no. He'd be, he'd be asking me for cost, you know, I'd be asking vendors for cost reductions and all this stuff back in my manufacturing days. Um, I'm not as scared now of some of those things now that I'm actually the business owner. But when I worked for somebody else, I was kind of scared. Um, but you guys striking that power pose and, you know, if they're going to say no, they're going to say no, but the no, the answer is always no if you don't ask. So um, I'm just going to suggest when you go in, you've struck that power pose, you go in. I'd suggest having a few notes written down from what you kind of gathered in step one through six and, and bring those into the meeting. And it might, you know, your, your conversation might go like this. You know, I've been looking into programs that can help me enhance my skills for the school. And I've identified what I believe is the best value for our investment. Um, you know, this program provides and you got to list the benefits and that will help me and list your results. Okay. So if it was, you know, it's this uh, social media membership program and it offers ongoing training, a spot for me to ask questions. It connects me with people from all across the country that are doing social media for schools. And this is really going to help me manage our social media so that we can connect with more parents. We can engage more community members that don't have students at, at our school and we can really celebrate the great things happening which may impact our ability to hire great staff members. Oh my gosh, I'm glad I recorded that because that was really, really good. You could use that uh, in when it comes to our program. So um, that's it, guys. Seven steps. Uh, so again, one more reminder. Step one, identify the professional development program. Step two, evaluate your strategic plan. Step three, identify how students will benefit. Step four, identify how your job performance will improve. Step five, evaluate a cost justification. Step six, time your ask, you know, maybe. And step seven is it's time to ask in person. I have all of this summarized in a blog that's waiting for you in the show notes, okay? So don't feel like if you weren't able to take notes because you're driving driving your car down the road, no worries. It's all waiting for you in the show notes, so check that out. Um, and now it's time to really put this advice to the test, okay? Whether you're looking at my program, my membership program, which I think is a great investment, or another association or, or training, it's time to start your homework and make the ask. 
you know, the worst thing they can happen is no, but if you never ask, the answer is always no. I have confidence in you. I believe in you. Um, you're going to make a great decision, um, you know, looking at these and then let me know if it works. Okay. Um, good luck. I think the, uh, the more training that we can get from people that are smarter than us, that have been doing this longer than us, um, that have real insight, you know, we're going to be able to help impact our schools in a better way. So until next time, you guys keep telling those stories. Bye-bye. That's it. That's a wrap. I hope you learned a lot from this episode of the Mastering Social Media for Schools podcast. Every week, I pick the brains of experts across the country to bring you the best tips and tricks to make your school social media shine. If you were inspired today, would you do me a favor? Hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And when you have a moment, please leave me a review. I just want to reach more social media rock stars and your reviews help. Thank you so much for supporting this podcast. But before I sign off, I have one more message for you. I know that you want to be a rock star social media manager for your school, but it's not that easy. In order to do that, you need training and support. But time and resources, they're scarce, which can be incredibly frustrating. I believe that social media should be the last thing that causes you stress. That's why I put together a free three-part video series called Social Media Secrets for Schools. Each video, it's only 15 minutes long, and you'll learn the simple secrets behind social media for K-12 schools. I've trained thousands of schools across the country, and now all of my very best tips are available for you in this video series. Sign up at the link in the show notes of this episode. I can't wait for you to go through the training. Now, once again, I am your host, Andrea Gribble, and until next time, keep telling those stories.